Welcome back, guys, to another roundtable. So my name is Adam, Victor, Rusmin, Kenny. Hello. Thank you for joining us. You're the fifth person joining us for this discussion today. And today we're going to talk about Amazon and how Amazon really makes money. So when we think about Amazon, you really think about e-commerce and how they're the, they're the everything store and they sell almost anything anywhere in the world. But we're going to have a look at Amazon's business model and actually find out if that's actually true and how Amazon actually makes money. So tell us a bit more about Amazon's business model and or their business segments and you know what the business is all about. So Amazon has two business segments. Firstly, it's the, the e-commerce business as we know it and it's split between uh, international and North America, which is their US e-commerce store. So in total, that brings in about $340 billion in revenue last year mm-hmm. as opposed to AWS of $45 billion, which is small in comparison. Yeah, yeah. AWS is their cloud. Business, yeah, so right? to put yeah. into perspective of what Kenny has said, right? AWS is about 11.8% of the total sales. So, so the huge amount of revenue actually comes from e-commerce, which is what most people actually see or assume to be true which is true yep. yeah yeah but then e-commerce is of course a very competitive business and a capital intensive business because it requires to build up fulfillment centers and all but then if you were to look in terms of the bottom line as uh and um actually uh in in terms of operating income, AWS actually brings in 59% of their operating income mm. as opposed to uh, 41% for e-commerce. So to put into the context, their total operating profit before tax was about 23 billion in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, AWS alone is about 13.5 billion. Yep. Which is substantial in yeah. terms of profit I contribution. think they are able to do that because their margin was very high for AWS. It's at about 29.8% operating uh, margin. Okay. So for the e-commerce margin, I think Kenny got the number, right? Yeah. So for the e-commerce margin, I'm just going to break it out into two segments, right? Mm-hmm. So for the North America, it's about 3.7%. And that's pretty close to what Costco is doing because they are mod- they are basically modeled after Costco. They sell prime memberships and then they are selling everyday stuff, basically the stuff that you need. So that's uh, about 3.5% for Costco. So they are at 3.7%. So roughly around there. And of course, they are relatively new business in the international markets is 0.7%, which they recently just broke a profit, I think because of COVID, they have that scale Mm -hmm. that came in. And of course, I don't think they're going to rest down there. I think they're going to reinvest a lot of capital back in the business Mm -hmm. and grow their international presence. So if you actually take a look at it, Amazon actually makes a lot more money from their cloud business, the AWS, compared to e-commerce because of the margins involved. So like you're saying, AWS margin is almost 29.8%. Almost 30%. Yeah. Uh, and then when it comes to e-commerce in North America anyway, it's 3%, Low which yeah. is super yeah. thin. Yeah. Yes. So obviously, a lot of uh, money is going to be made from uh, the cloud business. So, so actually, when you take a look at Amazon, you're actually looking at a company that makes a lot more money from cloud, the growth of the cloud industry. And e-commerce is, I mean, they're still going to make money from e-commerce, right? Yep. Yeah. Maybe yep. they're going to shop online and everything. But it looks like the growth potential of the cloud industry is going to be a huge driver for Amazon because of the amount of profit that they generate from that. So tell us a bit more about the growth potential of the cloud industry. How big is it going to be compared, you know? I mean, e-commerce is going to be big, but how big is the cloud going to be? So based on a report that I found, yeah, it said that the cloud computing industry, this includes the three segments, basically infrastructure as a service, mm-hmm. uh, platform as a service, and software as a service. So these three added together is expected to grow uh, by a compounded annual growth rate of 17.5% to $832 billion in 2025. That's more than double of uh, the current market size in 2020 of $371 billion. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So it's a pretty. I mean, it's here to stay. I mean, COVID has basically accelerated our habits. Everything is done online, right? Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, it's yeah. our habits. Yeah. You're watching this video on the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on <laughs> Google. Yeah. yeah on Netflix. The cloud. Netflix as well yeah. as on the cloud. Yep. And actually, yeah. Netflix is one of the biggest Amazon's customers. Customers. Uh, customers. Yeah. Customers, right? Yeah. So that, that's true. So I think uh, with COVID, uh, what COVID does is it accelerated the digitization. So basically, I, I sit, I've seen a report by McKinsey here. There are a couple charts that I want to like, sh- show you. So globally, if you see, right, the number of customers who, who interact with digital platforms has increased from 36% to 58%, and that accelerated by three years. Mm-hmm. And when it, on the corporate side, it has accelerated that by seven years, and they are, of course, creating more digital products for uh, their customers to interact with. For example, education now is done online, and they yeah. have to record videos, mm-hmm. and of course, you have your grab that you are also, everything is actually cloud-related, yep. grab. Uh, Food Panda, you know, what you watch, Netflix, when you travel online, when you book uh, stuff, whether it's Booking.com or Airbnb, everything is everything. cloud-related. And yeah. I think in the future, it's all about having that edge because it's all about collecting data, analyzing the data, and after that, what are you going to do with the data to anticipate the uh, demands or the needs of your customers. So mm. I think this will go a long way. So cust- uh, and businesses that does not adopt this kind of model will eventually lose out because this is basically an edge mm-hmm. for them. And, and it's actually yeah. is a lot more cost efficient for businesses to adopt. Uh, I mean, lease a cloud infrastructure from AWS right? because you can save a lot. You don't have to come up with a lot of huge capex on the hardware, getting the people and then maintain them. But they can just throw everything to AWS and then you know save mm-hmm. a lot of money. And from it's there. cheaper as well. Yeah. 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 Hey, so in total, like uh, based on Jeff, what Jeff Bezos mm. said in his annual letter, that uh, customers generally uh, save thirty percent mm. uh, when they uh, basically customers. What he's referring to is basically all the big corporate customers get to save about thirty percent having uh, moved to the cloud as opposed to building their own data centers on their own premises. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, it's of, of course uh, within this industry, it's, the, it's it's just not possible for everyone to just stick to AWS because of you know a lot of customers they don't want to be locked into one single vendor but rather they would like to have a multi-cloud system so just having some of their um, so-called private information or sensitive information kept on their premise then of course mm-hmm. other information they will keep on the Google Cloud uh, as well as Microsoft Azure and not and not forgetting that Microsoft has a very huge enterprise customer base yeah. so then they can upsell some of their products to them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the I mean, the top three in the cloud industry is basically AWS, Microsoft Azure, and then we have Google Cloud. And AWS was the first mover actually yep. yeah. in this industry. And yeah. the interesting story is that uh, how some people might be wondering how did an e-commerce company, a company that started selling books, if you remember, right, yep. end up in the cloud industry? And the reason was because when Amazon was growing really, really fast, and they started to sell a lot of stuff. Um, through e-commerce, they started to build a lot of data centers because yes. yeah. they really needed that capacity to to able to deal with all that traffic that was coming to the site and to yeah. fulfill all that traffic and all that. And then Bezos basically realized that, hey, I'm building up so much bandwidth that I'm using for my company, but I don't use it all the time. Yep. And mm-hmm. they started to think, you know, maybe I could sell this to other companies that need this sort of infrastructure. And that's how they got into AWS. This is yeah. exactly what they did with the Amazon Fulfillment Center, where yeah. they actually built the logistics for themselves. Then they realized that, you know, they can actually lease out their yeah. facilities to the third party mm. uh, sellers. Okay. This is where the marketplace actually took happens, yeah. right? So yeah. actually 50% of Amazon's stuff, e-commerce that's being sold, is actually through third, third party, 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 third party yeah. suppliers and all that. So it's probably one of the reasons why the margin for um, the e-commerce business is a lot 
lower as well. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a huge volume for that. Yeah, it's huge yeah. volume. E-commerce, the volume is huge. Seen by the revenue, 340 billion is a lot of money. Every That's every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. not, not historic, but, it's every single year. But if you look at our customers, uh, the, uh, the Amazon DNA, I think they are always customer obsessed. Mm-hmm. right? So by doing, you know, taking the infrastructure, or even their fulfillment centers within the control, they can actually improve the customer service. So once your customers are happy, they'll be coming back again to buy more products. So that is almost like a flywheel that they always use and refer to. You know, you have more selection and then more better customer service, then you have more customer keep coming back, right? Mm-hmm. So they have more control on that area you know, from the fulfillment center side. And I'm sure they apply that to the cloud business as well. Yes. Make sure that they provide the best cloud services to their clients. I mean, they're the first mover already. Yeah. So they're the biggest in the industry right now. And uh, I think a lot of the, you know, they're probably on the cutting edge of uh, what they provide in the cloud as well. Yeah, I I think because they are the first mover, right, there's a lot of advantage for them because a lot of the customer gets stick to them, you know. Yeah. It's very sticky. It's very hard it's to very change. It's very sticky. Yeah. I mean, once, once everything is there, yeah. you, to move to another, I mean, for me to like just move one website to another server is like a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if your whole entire business infrastructure is on Amazon or whatever, and yeah. move the entire yeah. thing. It's just, it's just. Yeah. I mean, if you are a small business, it, it maybe it's fire. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it maybe it takes like maybe one or two days of headache for you to change. Yeah. But if you are a big business like Netflix, for you to change is like take. Oh wow. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine yeah. high switching costs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, high switching costs. So, so from the way I see it, is that of course, with, when it comes to the cloud business, AWS is ahead because of their features. They have mm. more features. They have a four to five ahead start. So they started in 2016, or oh, six, actually 2006, yeah. if I'm not wrong, yeah. yeah. So then, um, they give them a, a four to five ahead start as opposed to when uh, Microsoft came in, then eventually Google actually came in even later. So for them, they have they are selling the same products, but because they are able to develop all these features, they are actually not the cheapest on the market. Uh, I mean, uh, based on what I've seen, mm. uh, they are slightly a little bit more expensive because they hire all these developers to create all these tools and features that you know all these platforms they do not have yet right now. Mm. They are trying to catch up to that. So then, of course, there's an advantage to uh, to having that kind of premium. Of course, when they have more and more of these skills, they achieve more economies of scale. They actually um, the cost for them actually go down. They actually call up the customers and tell them, hey, you know, we we, we can help you save more money. We're going to decrease the cost for you. There's economies of scale at play. Economies of scale, yeah. yeah. It's pretty much like uh, their e-commerce business as, at the same time, right? It's the same, the more and more customers they have, uh, right, the, then they're able to, the, the they more- They bring the, the fixed cost down, right? Yeah, bring the fixed very, cost yeah. down, then they'll pass it on to customers. So the bigger that they get, the more advantage that yeah, they get over yeah. their competitors. It's very hard for an entrant to come in because do you, how do you compete with Amazon? It's already been around for yeah. 20 years, I think. I yeah. mean, don't talk yeah. about Amazon. Like, how do you even compete with if you talk about the clouds like yeah. Google and Microsoft, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it's very hard for smaller players to come in. Right? Yeah. So I think cloud is is just going to be here to stay. Our habits have been going digi- to, it's yeah. all digitized. And you're going to be controlled by a few players. Yeah. yeah. And it just makes sense for a business to just put your stuff on the cloud because it's cheaper. You can scale as you go. You have the, the latest security, the latest equipment, the latest, you know, technology and everything. Rather than trying to do it all by yourself, that's a huge, huge yep. undertaking. Yeah. yeah. Just outsource it to Amazon or Microsoft or somebody, let them take care of it for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cloud industry is going to be a huge one from, I think all of us can see it. So Amazon actually makes a lot more money from cloud than from e-commerce. So let's have a look at Amazon's key financials just to give an overview of how Amazon has been performing over the last five, 10 years. So how have, been do, how, how have they been doing in terms of revenue, profit and all that? So in terms of revenue, uh, 
judging from the size and the amount of revenue they come in, they're actually growing relatively uh, quickly, mm. right? Revenue for the past 10 years from 2010 has grown at a compounded annual growth rate of 27% wow. uh, to $386 billion. That is 10 times. Yeah, yeah, 10, 10 times. times. They've grown 10 times over the last 10 years. Yeah. 10, 10 years. Nine, yeah, but 10 to years. give yeah. even uh, another perspective is that actually the past five years, they were, they are growing at 29.3% for revenue. So they actually grow faster. Because right, of the, the pandemic. Because yeah. of COVID, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So revenue is growing, profit. Then uh, in terms of their net income, mm. it actually grew at a combined net growth rate of 33% wow. from $1.2 billion to uh, $21.3 billion in 2020. So even for a company this size, they're just growing really fast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, and what about cash flow and debt and all that? So just have a look at that. So in a cash flow, uh, on the, uh, based on your cash flow, you can see 2020 there's a huge spike because they have a beneficiary of the COVID-19, right? Everyone has no choice but to shop online. So that uh, boosted their cash flow. Uh, from uh, 3.5 billion in 2010 to 66.1 uh, billion Oof. in 2020. 20x. 20x. And their free cash flow actually went from 1 billion in 2010 uh, to uh, 40.1 billion in 2020. So that's a 40x. And they have very low debt, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, they have very low debt. And the reason why is because they have a negative cash con conversion cycle. So basically, they get paid first and they get to hold the cash for about 40 days mm. before uh, paying out to their suppliers. So in a way, yeah. they have some kind of float to finance their short-term operations. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the supplier is fin financing them. Yeah, supplier, yeah. Sorry, the Using other people's it. money to yeah. grow the business. Yeah. Yeah. Just to put it simply. So but, yeah. they do have debt. They do have long-term debt, but they issue mostly from uh, senior bonds, so which is very low cost for them. And it actually optimizes their uh, yeah, in a way they can cut down yeah. on tax. Yeah. Uh, they take on this, and mm. then it's tax. Uh, when you recognize interest, is basically that's one of the criticisms, right? Amazon is one of the biggest companies in the world, <laughs> and they don't pay any tax. I mean, that was the accusation that was yep. leveled at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's quite amazing that I know I don't know if they're paying tax this year or last year, but there was yeah. at one point in time there was a big discussion. I think we was during the presidential election and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That. Trump. <laughs> How come Amazon is not paying any tax? But the reason for that is because they they've been they reinvesting really, heavily yeah, back into the business. They're very low profit. That's yeah. why, right? Yeah, because their profit, uh, in, especially in the past, they are affected by depreciation, mm -hmm. because yeah. uh, amortization, so because yeah. they reinvest a lot on the capex and the R and D. So they actually push down their profit so that you pay a lesser tax. But if you look at the cash flow, it's very stable. It go up. So actually, the, the, the best way to look at Amazon is actually look at the cash flow, not the net profit. Mm -hmm. But of course, recent years, the net profit start to uh, come back also. Right. So I would say that the cash flow give a better picture of Amazon as compared to the operating. So I don't know whether they the start to show some sort of a net income because of the complaints. <laughs> Money is paying a bit more tax. They will been they've been they founded in nineteen ninety five, right? It's almost what thirty years and yeah. then now they're showing a profit. I mean yeah. the last five years. Yeah. <laughs> so they took a really long time to show a profit, you know? Yeah, but in the early years they are also making losses and in a way it that also helps them to yeah. it's also tax deductible in yeah. that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Losses. Yeah. I mean it's actually Intentional, right? They yeah. build it yeah. by design. Because Jeff Bezos, if you go and read the nineteen ninety seven letters to the shareholders, he always highlighted that you know they rather focus on the cash flow rather than the gap earnings mm. per yep. share. Yeah. yeah. So it's all focused about the growth cash flow, reinvesting yeah. in profits yep. to make sure that Amazon is where it is today. And yes. which is basically I mean it's like everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, everywhere. So they're everything in the physical store and they're everything in the cloud as well. I mean it's just amazing. So I think if you have a look at the financials for yourself, I mean, Amazon is, I mean, it just looks great. Nothing to complain about. So let's talk about valuation. I mean, we all know 
Amazon is a great company. Uh, the only question is, when do I buy? How do I buy? How do I price it? So how would you price or value Amazon? So since uh, the market is trained to look at cash flow, because Jeff Bezos wrote it again and again in his letter, you can see from this uh, chart that I got here that the price of the uh, company is strongly correlated to their operating cash flow, cash flow. Yeah. as opposed to their profits. Because in the early years, it was a bit choppy and investors got a little bit impatient because, hey, how come after so long you focus on growth and and, and, and all I, I see is top line growth and nothing nothing much on the bottom line. But then eventually they start to see the cash flow keep growing growing and growing and that's that's what wall street is trained to focus on right now so mm. then you see that strong correlation in t- uh with from uh, with cash flow cash flow yeah so then of course cash flow is the best indicator and of course amazon has a very strong business so right now they are on, they are basically a defensive business so their e-commerce business is pretty much like a uh, costco mm-hmm. that uh can weather any crisis and of course when it, when it comes to their uh, AWS business is almost like a utility business. Yeah. So you, yeah. Uh, yeah, for all the tech companies to grow, and then all, and if you when you invest in Amazon, basically you're investing in a tech company. That because what's valuable about the company is their AI and their machine learning, which they use internally for them to decide uh, where they should move their inventory, when they should order more, how do they optimize their operation. So these are all valuable tools that people are able to mm-hmm. uh, get when they. Uh, go on at AWS. Yeah. So they kind of know you better than you know yourself. It's all of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost scary how much power that these yeah. corporations have in a way. So next time I need, I need advice and you ask AI, yeah. Alexa, <laughs> so what should, what I, should I have for lunch today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they tell you yeah. uh, chicken rice. Yeah, actually I was yeah. thinking of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you say that 90% of the probability that you will choose chicken rice. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just amazing how companies have come a long way. So I mean, you would value uh, Amazon based on cash flow, so use the price to cash flow metric for yeah, price yeah, to operating Amazon. cash flow. Okay, and then if you see historically, their average uh, price to operating cash flow is about twenty nine times. Right now, they're mm. trading at twenty six mm. uh, times, basically. And in my view, it's actually undervalued and it's also not slightly undervalued. It's slightly undervalued, yeah. and, okay. it, and it's good enough. This company, uh, companies like this, will not be. Uh, trading so far yeah, yeah. unless there's like a huge yeah. problem you know like uh, yeah of course yeah. we have to put a strong caveat I think most of us here actually own Amazon shares so yeah, all of us yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh, I will say that you, know, you still have to do your own homework at yeah. the end of the day yeah. we can be biased yeah. you know yeah, no recommendation biased. to buy or sell yeah. Yeah. yeah make your own decision so but I think just based on the data so we're going to use historical cash flow uh, price to cash flow just a comparison so the average is 29 now it's at 26. Yep. So yeah. if you use that, it looks slightly undervalued. And the runway for Amazon looks uh, pretty much, this, the race is still yet still to run. Yep. Yeah. 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 A long way to go, man. Um, e-commerce is here to stay. AWS cloud is here to stay. And like you're saying, it's a utilities yeah. business in a way. Yeah. yeah, and of course they're growing their presence because right now they are actually, last year basically they invested a lot of money back into the business to grow their last mile for human center. So they are invested a lot of money into the warehouses, they rev up their inventory. Then they're also investing in logistics. They're buying their own planes. They also acquire electric vans from uh, I think Rivitian mm. or something like that. And they're trying to expand and have the uh, have control of logistics. And when they are, once they are good at logistics, they basically can offer that to most of the customers and be- become the next UPS in the sense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could be. Yeah. So then they are actually growing their addressable mm. market as they go. And of course, recently they acquired MGM 
right studios yeah, that's right. yeah. so amazon video, right? prime video yeah, yeah. Can you see how scary so, Amazon is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are disrupting every industry. So, so whenever they enter yeah. an industry, you can see the the the, the stock market for that industry that particular yeah. all the yeah. companies their their stock will drop. Yeah. Right. yeah. So That's I just want to come in right now because I think a lot of times when for the maybe for the everyday person, they might not know all these things about Amazon. They just think it's oh it's an e-commerce store, hmm. the biggest in the world. But they don't they may not know that oh it's the biggest cloud provider as well. They may be the biggest logistics provider in time to come, they could be the biggest video streaming service as well there's so many things and this is one of the things that you know that we do when we basically analyze a business mm -hmm. go through the business model because you need to understand the business before you really make a you know, like an educated decision on whether you should invest or not and yeah. that's what we actually cover in the investment quadrant yeah. like how we look through the business models and then the financials and all that before we make a decision so if you're interested in doing all these steps do check out investmentquadrant.com it's open I think right now may not be open forever uh, we only open it once a year do check it out then but I think these are the steps and the process that we go yep. through when we look at any business but Amazon is just amazing if you've been through this entire round table this is like almost yeah. everywhere yep. yeah it's just amazing so uh, I mean, we all own Amazon already. At this price, if you would you still buy some more? Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind? I don't yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. I already bought yeah. it last yeah. year, so yeah. I mean, if I have more cash coming in, of course, yeah. uh, can yeah. always add it along so, the way. Yeah. I think uh, we got it a very good price last year. It was a thousand, thousand seven, thousand eight, thousand eight, seven. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that was in COVID. So we've been following us since our roundtable since then you kind of know that, you know, we've been doing, yeah. looking at Amazon and all this stuff. Yep. So COVID was a great opportunity as well. So yeah, I think that's a really, really good wrap up about Amazon's business model. I think if you didn't know that about Amazon, I think, uh, I hope that round table is really eye-opening in the sense that these are all the things that are happening with Amazon in the business and then it helps you make a decision with your investment if you're looking at Amazon. All right, thank you so much for listening to this roundtable. If you like the podcast, feel free to follow. And of course, if there's a YouTube version of this podcast as well, do check us out on YouTube. Uh, just search for The Fifth Person and we'll see this, uh, you know, this discussion as well in video as well. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you around.